Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody, just real quick before the episode starts, this is Josh and I want to jump in and uh, give a quick shout out to all of our lovely patrons we didn't get a chance to in the show, which is great and which has been split into two parts. So look for part two on Wednesday, Uh, but our patrons, you guys keep the show going and we love you. Uh, So from patreon.com backslash how bad could it be big shout out to Alyssa, to B, to Connor, to Jennifer O, to Rosalie, to Tim, to Waylon. And to our brand new patron, Jennifer L. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. If you want access to all of our bonus content, our extra episodes, uh, we've got uh, we've got stories that were too hot for the podcast. We've got uh, we've got pictures, stuff from our Sasquatch hunt. It's really great. Head over to patreon.com backslash how bad could it be? And you could join for just a dollar. Now, enjoy part one of Goop Labs. I don't like to try anything new. I'm a lot like me. I'm a little like you. Lead a fear based life. Now there's nothing to do when you're bored. Everything keeps passing me over. I got a lot to do. And a chip on my shoulder. Lead a fear based life. And you don't even try. Welcome back to How Bad Could It Be? I'm Josh Chambers, and with me as I'm always... I'm El Sanchez. El Sanchez, and back with us now, uh, after oh. a very long, over a year, is uh, is producer Doug. Hello, thank you. I'm glad you accepted my apologies and brought me back into the fold. Yeah, wow. <laughs> well, you said some pretty offensive stuff about our kid, and... Uh, I appreciate yeah. all the edits you do for me. <laughs> we had a huge falling out after Josh... Yeah. It was the last time he drank and yelled at all of us. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, so welcome back, Doug. How are you? How, um, how are well, you know, mildly freaked out. It's the, the world is weird. Yeah. We're good. How, We're good. You, how are you holding <laughs> up uh, uh, pandemic-wise? I mean, it's my life didn't change significantly. It's more just like, wow, everything around me is weird and different now. Right. In yes. some ways, I'm I'm oddly busier now than I was before because of just the nature of what I do. So yeah, are you all leaving your um, place on a break? And by you all, I mean you and for listeners, uh, Doug's uh, awesome wife Rosalie. Um, uh, Rosalie has not really left the house for like two months, and then uh, uh, maybe just like once or twice gone out. Uh, but I leave the house no. literally every day. <laughs> Oh, what do you, what, for what, like, cause are you working from home or are you like, are you just like, I come to the, I come to, well, it's like where I am now. I go to, uh, uh Mr. Darcy where my studio is. Um, oh, okay. Right. So it's, I mean, it's, yes, it's leaving the house, but no, it's not that bad because you know, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I'll, yes. No, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, I can wait. <laughs> <laughs> I can wait. I can wait. I thought it was like, uh Oh, this isn't recording or. No, oh, no, no, he, no, he doesn't realize that till after we're done. <laughs> yeah. 
Thank you. Let me yeah, just so double just like, check. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right, we're good. We're good. Like, even though it's like two blocks away, I'm still like, I'm driving there. I'm not going to go out near oh, yeah. people. And it's a bar and it's closed. So there's like no one here. You know, there's other people that have studios, but, you know, we stay away from each other. And I obsessively wipe down stuff and do a bunch of disinfecting. And mm. Oh my gosh. You know what? I, do you interact with the person? Are you still sharing that studio space with a person that draws pretty intense portraits of sometimes naked things or people or naked children? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We recorded I, our, uh, let's fall in love episode there. Right. Yes. Um, I don't know if it's actually the same person, but, um, <laughs> I randomly got a suggestion to, uh, to, uh, uh, befriend my um one of my ex-boyfriends and the only mutual friend we had was this person who appeared to have paintings that look like paintings i've seen <laughs> in that it, studio space yeah her name's crystal crystal Barbara. it was crystal oh, it was crystal good, yeah, yeah. Good. so it might be the same person to cut out of the podcast <laughs> well i just, it might be the same person i just thought that was such a random That's like so a weird. random connection yeah yeah does he have some like art or bar connection because those are her two bigger circles. No. I mean, he used to be a musician, but like ten years ago, he's now just like th- a roaming bridge troll, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week uh, our episode—I say this week—we haven't put out an episode in a month and a half. Uh, <laughs> this episode is uh, not about the various bridge trolls that Elle's dated. Oh my god! Uh, or about <laughs> Tugs, the, the questionable legality of that, of that person's paintings. Uh, it's about something that uh, we all endured together, separately, uh, and that's Gwyneth Paltrow's show. What's the name of it? I forgot. I think already. it's called it's Goop, Goop Lab. Okay, Goop I was gonna say lab. Goop. I was gonna say Goop Industries, but it's the Goop Lab, uh, yeah. which um, right off the bat, you gotta. I hated this. I hated this. <laughs> Should so we explain much. what it is? For I think yeah, Elle, you want to yeah, Elle, you want to give a, a sort of a short overview? Yeah, a short overview is if you're not familiar, Gwyneth Paltrow, actor. Um, I don't really know what she's famous for. Maybe Shakespeare in Love because she won an Oscar for that. Um, yeah, that was like a big one. Seven. Yeah. Seven. Right. Well, she's the head in the box. She's the one where he's yeah. like, "What's oh. in the box?" She's Spoiler, in the box. I've never seen. Seven. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> Okay, well, you it's can all right. I'll out. just wait another <laughs> 10 years so that I forget. Good. I've waited since 95 or whatever. I can yeah, wait. so that's kind of... I can you. wait again, yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, she's an actress that uh, started a sort of... I don't know how you describe... I guess like she's trying to be like a wellness uh, yeah. person, I guess. I don't want to A wellness and spirituality guru. I would, yeah, I, I don't like, know. she's trying to be like some kind of version of Oprah, but like... Um, some kind of high class influence for rich richer whiter ladies oh yeah absolutely um she has definitely not experienced the trauma that makes us all relate to oprah um <laughs> but so she's just she has a site and a website and then i guess she has probably now a whole office of people but yeah um and now this show on netflix which is a offshoot of it but essentially her website sells like everything from like fucking scented candles to like crystals you put in your in your genitalia <laughs> like, I don't know. like st- just stuff that most like, people new age shit new age spiritual hokey pokey shit like it's, yeah and then uh, she also sells expensive stuff that you can use for cooking 
uh, healthy foods or whatever. You know, it's just yeah, it's yeah. health, wellness, lifestyle brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's very, there's a magazine. Oh, okay, that makes they sense. They have a like a, a Goop magazine. Yeah. Yeah, and, and also have... we should mention seems focused specifically on the health and wellness of cisgendered women. I don't. Oh, cisgender women. Much, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much everything uh, is geared towards some brand of. Uh, it is not trans. Third wave <laughs> feminism. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a very specific kind of that that feminism. Yeah. Um, yeah. But everything is very expensive. And she kind of resell like she's the kind of place that you can get a sage burner thing for like four hundred dollars off her website. <laughs> you know, like I don't know if that really is on I there, but know. I don't know why this reminded me of that. But do you guys remember when Jeb Bush was selling that guacamole bowl for his <laughs> campaign that was like a hundred and fifty dollars? No. Oh my god! Sorry, I didn't know about that. Uh, no but so she sucks i I, but her i think her brand's called goop obviously it's a it's a gwyneth paltrow her initial uh i know uh, why it's called goop oh you do please share uh a friend of hers who may be a like named person or it may just be a random person i don't know but someone in tech had told her according to her that all the best or all the famous successful websites have two o's in their name and so then it was the two o's and then her initials gp and so that's how she got to goop oh like like google Google, yahoo facebook yeah i don't i mean i i don't know what the list of the famous websites were but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, grinder 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 i'm looking at uh the shop now I'm, I'm looking Der at Goop, goop.com right now and it's mostly like $300 hoodies. Uh, yeah. It's like you know, very expensive sandals. Yeah. Uh, and then the they way, have one of those vibrate like Hitachi magic wands called it's it's like champagne colored and it's called <laughs> Le Wand Petite and instead of $30 <laughs> it's $135. Fun. And then, and also, yeah. also a lot of nonstick cookware. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like, so weird. Like when she first started her wellness brand, before they got into stuff where they were selling new age, um, right, Potions and po- things like that. Yeah. When I she was, just, yeah. yeah, when she was just selling stuff related to cooking and skincare and stuff, I actually, I okay, this is full disclosure. I actually like read. I was a, I was like, um. A subscriber to her newsletter and i read her i went to her website (laughs) once in a while before she was selling stuff and whatever and um she did she i would just watch her like recipes and things like that she had on there and she one time had a recipe for tacos which was very offensive but the one thing i did take away (laughs) from it because she was the way she described making tacos for her family was really embarrassing and it was funny (laughs) but she did say like oh um i learned from a friend that you can make pico de gallo really easily if you just use cherry tomatoes because they're firm and small and you can easily cut them up um and i was like that's actually genius (laughs) 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 and ever ever since then i've never bought regular tomatoes again i only buy cherry. oh my god that's why we have all these cherry tomatoes (laughs) on our fridge is because we went with paltrow well, 
you put they're not supposed to go in the fridge but no they're yes. on top of our fridge rotting uh, yes. right now yes it's uh, because it's because it's because they're easy to cut up for things um when you want something that tastes like yeah right like aroma tomato <laughs> okay yeah. so it's important to note that she doesn't just sell harmless white lady knickknacks she also sells like health stuff with uh, yeah. uh she, like stuff to make you live forever and ne- not get sick and uh and like stuff to make you dream uh in the spirit realm and like uh yeah. like that's a, that's a real of, thing i just scrolled past and she's uh, like the, on the edge of saying that like lasers can cure cancer yeah she's like yeah, that like, sort it's that sort of thing she hasn't said that uh so so that's what goop is you want al you want to give a quick description of what goop the goop lab is available on okay, so the goop now. <laughs> the goop lab is basically now her lifestyle brand is a huge it's like kind of it's a big deal mostly she gets a lot of articles you've probably heard about it because she gets shit on all the time <laughs> luckily mm-hmm. because of her like she for a while she was trying to tout this um vaginal steaming is good for you and and these are just like things that what whatever random fake Vaginals. doctor she's talking to, yeah. and she stole. I think she sold a vaginal steamer on her site for a while, Yay. but then like a bunch, you know, of OBGYNs are like, "That is fucking terrible. Do not sit on a fucking geyser. <laughs> like that's not a good idea." Um. So anyway, she the show that's on Netflix. It's like what is it? Six episodes. Six right? episodes. Six thirty minute episodes. Yeah. So yeah. six thirty minute episodes. It's it's employees from her big brand and they show the office a lot you have to watch it just for the obnoxious level of the office of the goop place but it's called the goop lab because it's employees that are trying out i thought it was going to be trying out their products but they're basically just trying different practices of different people that they support six commercials for people that gwen gwyneth paltrow likes um and we can go through them here uh Real quick, before we go through what each episode was, let's talk yeah. general like general impressions of the show without uh, without specifics about the episodes, but or whatever it doesn't matter. What what uh, L? What what was? Or let's start with Doug. Yeah, heard? let's start with Doug. Doug. Doug, what was your just initial general overall take of the Goop Lab? Also, can I add a question to that? Can you say whether or not you were aware of Goop as a brand before you watched it? Oh yeah, I was aware of Goop, and I think for the same reason that you had said is that there's a lot of like rage shares of stuff that they had put out before. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's been a while since that since they've had any kind of big pop pop bass I anger think, about them. Apart I, I from think the, the show, I think yeah, I think the last thing was I remember was the candle that smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. Right. <laughs> right, right. They also that's, sell that's rage and more just like eye roll. Like what the fuck? They also sell some sort of aromatherapy uh, or spray that's supposed to ward away vampires or something like that. Yeah, like Ooh. energy vampires. Energy vampires. Yeah. Okay, so you're yeah. saying that they sell some legit shit too? Some yeah, <laughs> some very practical yeah. tools. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I had I was aware of Goop as a brand and of Gwyneth Paltrow in general, and I, yeah, my basic sense of it was that same thing. This is just like woo-woo white lady stuff um uh but that some of it seemed to veer into like being kind of dangerous uh yeah. just giving people sort of bad advice and so my overall sense of the show i was i was actually surprised by the show because i thought i didn't know that it was goop lab for first of all so that was the thing that threw me i was like oh they're trying to add like a veneer of like science of, yeah to this. they're trying to make <laughs> yeah. this uh, this is all objectively yeah. provably yeah 
true right. on and, top and, of it. And they worked very hard to wrap everything they did in, la- in, in, in language that was led you to believe or that if you just glanced at would seem like what they were doing was scientifically sound. Yeah, you know, I think it was it's all very science, vague. Sci- scientism. Scientism, <laughs> yeah. It's just like vaguely science. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that was, I was kind of surprised overall by the show. And then once it started, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. And now after the first one, all of the other ones, for the most part, weren't surprising per se. I was like, I, I get the gist of this. Is like, right. here's someone who's got some, you know, various levels of like legit stuff. I think some of it was legit stuff that yeah. they had to, to just flat out bullshit. Oh yeah. And, and no, then we'll talk about it and then we'll have like, the people, again, like we were saying, the people that work there kind of yeah. go through these programs to various degrees yeah. and then talk about it. And then each of the each of them featured like case studies of, of random people that had gotten positive benefits out of whatever right. and they say system, case method, studies. or program. That's right. one of the things we were just talking about. They say case studies, but it's legitimately yeah. just someone sitting in their office being like, this is what happened to me. It's definitely real. Like, right, uh, this worked for me and I love it. And therefore the implication yeah, being you should absolutely. at least believe this is true. And they do the thing like, you know, they have a lot of like sort of doctors that they talk to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, yeah. and they have the title cards where they highlight numbers. You're like, ooh, that number must be oh, real. Yeah, this that, highlighter, that highlighter <laughs> yeah, and the title so card annoying. irritated the shit out of me over time. My Google search history now is just fucked because of this show. Yeah. Because I every time there was like someone on screen or some drug yep. that was mentioned or i was like i'm, I'm looking this <laughs> yep. up i'm looking this up <laughs> yep oh that was exactly what was happening here oh overall i don't think that i i don't think it's a good show i don't i think it's i think there's some dangerous stuff in there yeah. it's, i weirdly did kind of like the show <laughs> yeah you know i, I, think, I found I think... myself connecting to certain people like i got really invested in some of the stories oh. of the people that that they had um okay. was there, was was there also, anyone anyone in particular because there was, there was someone that there was someone that we really latched on to there's so it was someone specifically it's, not only maybe you felt like an emotional connection to but specifically might have considered one of the hottest people you've ever seen i'm hoping that we're all on the same page and that it was the woman from shanghai that had uh uh the problems with her sexuality oh no, she was really no. cute too i i was into her yeah, she was yeah. cute. And then also, we, Elise was very striking to me, like, out of the gate, just Elise? because, you know. Is that the lady Elise? that's always yeah. on the couch with her? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just, her entire, from- we talked about her entire role on this show, <laughs> and possibly in her career, is to affirm Gwyneth Paltrow and remind her that she is famous, and she is yeah. sexy, and she is important, and smart, and wise. Right. Like, it, it, there's is- a moment in every episode where it's like, yeah. there's no reason for you to do that. Are you contractually obligated to affirm her? But some of them are borderline digs, which I thought was interesting. Like when when Paltrow would say something about like this, that, and then she would say like, yeah, but you're like rich and famous. So, (laughs) but but it was also like, it was, it was backhanded. I feel like where some of it was like, by the way, don't forget that you're rich. But other times it was, yeah, but this is easier for you because you're rich and famous. Right. There, uh, I, the, I, okay. I was really saddened by, well, not saddened, that's an exaggeration, but <laughs> I felt like Elise felt a little bit like a doormat for some reason, and it made me kind of sad. There was something like, mm. there was something like just not confident about her that made me feel bad for her. Um, it might yeah. have been the fucking Pilgrim 
sexy pilgrim outfit she was wearing the whole time, <laughs> which was like what the fuck we should what talk is- about how the fashion in this show if it it's was horrible pro- I, I don't know if it was it production a production choice but it is so i think that fucking they hipster off absolutely were selling some kind of brands of something yeah. that they kept wearing and sharing and it was oh. terrible but then doug i don't know if you caught this in the last episode the psychic episode uh the guy i know what you're gonna say Okay, oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 Seth Galifianakis. Uh, <laughs> it turns out was their yeah. vice president of fashion, uh, and I'm not trying to bully him or whatever. I, but like, this is so he was wearing a turtleneck under yeah. under a denim button up under a sport coat, and I was like, "What is going yeah. on?" Yeah, he was, oh, that guy. I mean, he it seemed like that guy. Like he was doing a thing. Like yeah. I chose to do this. Right. It's like. I think of it in Animal Crossing That's, where I'm like, I'm just going to pick these specifically weird things to wear together. But like, irony only works if I know you, right? If I know you're being ironic. Otherwise, sure. walking down the street, I just think you're a doofus. I don't know. I felt like that guy read as every like kind of shit talking uh, guy, like gay man from the South that has to hang out <laughs> with really trashy friends like really trashy straight ladies and he's yeah. constantly telling them that they look so good that like, <laughs> i could do that yeah like that's totally where he's like oh my god this is beautiful like you look amazing <laughs> like that's everything i read about him so it's like and his own fashion is based off pageantry and it's right, just right. bad um and he's like i like my women to feel beautiful and it's like who feels beautiful in a handkerchief whatever his name was <laughs> But he stood out so much to me when, because at the beginning they show those like, there's like the the intro or whatever. So you see a lot of the scenes at the beginning of various episodes out of context. But when they would show him and he was doing his like, you know, dining magic hands pointing into the circle thing. (laughs) I, I, he He was sending unconditional love. He was powerfully. Yeah. I legitimately thought out of context when I saw those snippets that he must be part of whatever bullshit that they're testing. I thought he was he, the psychic. Mm, yeah, I because didn't he didn't, he didn't dress too. like anyone yeah. else. And also, yeah, he's the first look like a psychic. <laughs> and also, were there any other employees that weren't women? Like, yeah, there were a handful of yeah. guys that, that most of there them was, didn't get much screen time. There was the one guy who was like, as a scientist, I don't want to. Oh, right. He's like, the science part of my brain. I'm there like, was her like, assistant. Gerald. There was her assistant that she infantilized quite a bit when he oh, was like, in the a very grown person. man. Right. He was uh, the, drug, the, the drug trip guy. Yeah, yeah. she <laughs> definitely treated him like some sort of um, pet, which straight women tend to do gay, to gay men, and it's annoying. Um, but also, uh, there was the really, really hot Asian guy in the snow yes. episode. Yeah, the, I was going to say, that jumped in the water. Yeah, and, right. he, and his he, he got no he got no interview time. No, and then he was no like in there with the coat, his coat open yeah. the entire and he time. Was so beautiful. Back was he was he the the hot one that you're talking about that you glommed onto? Oh, no, no, uh, no. Oh uh, my god, the queen of our lives now. Oh my god, <laughs> it, uh, Anna, who we met in the cold comfort, and then also she was the the skeptical one in the psychic the psychic one. episode. Oh the, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Both of so us were smitten with that lady. Hot. Yes, she yes. Yes, she was, I think, overall my favorite in that sense. Like, right. Yeah. In, I, I love that psychic stuff. And 
with her specifically, yeah. the, her oh, yeah. storyline through that. Okay, here, let's, uh, yeah. let's start going through uh, the episodes. Well, but, but really, but, oh, but Josh, do you want to say your overall feel? Do you feel oh, like I hated it. It filled me with rage. <laughs> this sort of thing, this sort of thing, it drives me up the fucking wall. Uh, uh, this sort of shit. Because uh, it, it, one, takes advantage of desperate, vulnerable people uh, just to make money. And, Are you talking about the uh, psychic thing in specific, or just? Oh no, all of them. All well, yeah. almost all of them. And I'll talk about that when we go through each of them. Yeah. Uh, but like their their woohoo uh, bullshit, not only takes advantage of desperate people and mm. vulnerable people, uh, but it also on the on the margins kills people. Like it legitimately, right. there are people that forego medical advice and medical services yeah. to do some of this bullshit, like and they and they yeah. die. And that is so wildly unethical and so wildly, I just, I can't imagine being, being that person. Like the psychic yeah. stuff, you know, no one's getting hurt because they think they talk to their dead mom. It's grimy and slimy as hell. They exploit someone like that, but no one's dying. But like some of the right. shit is like, fuck you, Gwyneth Paltrow. I just, it makes right. me so, so angry. And every, not every episode, most of the episodes I was just fuming. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Yeah. Your um, I would say that, like, uh, well, I already shared that I was already kind of familiar with Goop, and, the, and then and then I didn't follow that stuff, you know, for years, and then it yeah. obviously got whatever it is now. But, like, I fucking hate Gwyneth Paltrow, like, now. <laughs> I never really had an opinion about her before. Yeah. Like, she was, she's so thoroughly mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what to say. Like, about her i mean like i guess she's a good actor she's not a shitty actor obviously we all love margot tenenbaum like yeah. that um, is her tour de force doug real quick uh there was a loud noise coming through so i had to mute you so you could unmute when you have a second it won't let me unmute you there, there we go my okay. my yeah so all, all of a sudden my headphones it started to do that springy noise blah, 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 oh yeah and then it's I'm on a Bluetooth wireless whatever. Oh, so it fancy! You really are in the future. I am in the future. Yeah, it's got the microphone built in and everything. But then it disconnected and then it reconnected. So nice. Oh, okay. Well, also L, to what you're saying is, I had no opinion of Gwyneth Paltrow before this, other than you know I've seen she's in some movies I like. I like Shakespeare in Love quite a bit. I think it's a wonderful movie. I've never seen that movie. Uh, it, but like she is so fucking smug and hateable. I liked everyone around her. Like all of her all of her douchey hipster employees yeah. I found very charming against like against type for me. I those are the type of people I would I would hate. I, I like I liked them and found them charming. Yeah. But her specifically in the way she presented herself and the way she interacted with people mm. I found so off putting. I couldn't I couldn't handle it. And uh yeah. yeah. Well, I what I was gonna say is that I I felt like, ugh, like prior to this, I just felt like she's so. I thought it was interesting when she started the whole wellness thing because I'm like, there's no way you cook dinner for your kids every night. Like, that doesn't <laughs> yeah, happen. Right. Um, and then when she got into skincare, whatever, I'm, whatever. But she also it's a couple things and whatever. I'm just gonna be really honest about it. I am not. I am not. Uh, I'm not a lady. That's <laughs> number one. And I'm also, I, uh, as an AFAB person who could, you know, and is somewhat femme, I'm like, but I am not a, a, a pretty person. So I should just put all that out there. So I, I know it's unfair for me to judge her, but she is so 
fucking plain looking that I'm always like so shocked that she like talks about beauty and stuff because I'm like you don't look any younger than you are girl like your hair is frizzy as fuck like I don't know what you're using that on your face that's supposedly making you look a bunch younger like you don't like she doesn't look any more fit or like you know like good now than she did when she wasn't using all these supposed methods that she's doing now like she looks the same, like she right. looks like an older version of the person from Seven. Right. So, so or like maybe you I gotta ask yourself, what would she look like if she didn't? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think she probably would look maybe how she looks works. now. Yeah. I mean, like the one thing I could say is she looks like she probably doesn't get plastic surgery, like yeah. fillers right. and stuff, which is yeah. good. I think that's probably the best choice to make as a sure. aging person in Hollywood because it generally doesn't isn't a good look. But whatever, people can do whatever they want. Yeah. But like. I just find it funny that she's doing all this stuff that's like, you know, we've talked about this briefly before, but it's like, if you have a hairstylist whose haircut you hate, I don't want right. that person to do right. my hair. And this lady's like, oh, you know, you know, put blood on your face or steam your puss. And like, you'll, <laughs> you'll, but I'm, I mean, of course, I don't, <laughs> it's none of my business what her genitalia looks like, but like, I'm like, I don't know, the whole show, you just still seem sexually dissatisfied, and you're still kind of just boring, and you're not, like, particularly, like, yeah. you don't look youthful for your age. So you look, you look exactly telling. 46 or whatever. Yeah, like, you, and yeah. she also doesn't even really seem to believe most of the stuff that's being sold. Yeah. She just is making money, <laughs> yeah. which is wild, because uh, she's got tons of it, so she doesn't yeah. need it. Okay. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So let's stop cyberbullying Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Sorry. And go to these episodes. Uh, one of the first observations I made uh, that we talked about when we were watching is like, this is the show was structured like every religion and every cult ever, <clears throat> in the sense that it starts with the least offensive, <clears throat> like or shocking parts, and it gets progressively more ridiculous. And like yeah. you get, and you get bought into the characters that we're seeing and the things that yeah. we're doing and we care about them and then and then they're like and also uh, yeah this, this stuff uh, so it you're talking with, about like episode for episode like it it starts off with like oh that's reasonable oh that makes sense uh, oh that's a bit of a stretch oh wait a minute now what are we doing yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it and, and it, it happened within each episode and then also the uh, season as a whole. Yeah, agreed. Um, so the first one was uh, uh, the healing trip, uh, which was uh, about uh, they did went to Jamaica and they did psychedelic mushrooms and therapy at the same time. Right. Uh, which uh, just off which the cuff, not against. <laughs> I'm actually really. Right. I mean, the, it seemed fine, and it yeah. seemed like some of the people in there got some benefit out of it. You know. Yeah. It uh, and and in general, I'm very uh, pro, uh, you know, uh, using psychedelics in a way that that improves you as a person. Uh, yeah, as a tool to to become better. And so this I was very, uh, you know, thumbs up and positive about. Uh, yeah, relative to the rest of them, and I don't think there's anything particularly crazy in this one that I can recall. No, there are the, the two things that stood out for me this in this one was the the doctor with the giant tooth necklace. Oh yeah, at some point, El literally just said, "Does he have to wear the tooth?" <laughs> <laughs> he, and once you make that choice, you're never no, putting up your shirt anymore. No, you're that guy for the rest of your yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> 
I will and say then, I was I was shocked to find out his actual age when they shared it. What was that? I think it was I can't like remember. Like thirty-seven. It was, because, <laughs> it was it was because I can't. Remember, I think it was because I assumed he was older than he was, not the other way around. Definitely. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he had he had very uh, man in his early sixties vibe, especially with the half <laughs> yeah. shirt and the tooth necklace. <laughs> and then yeah. L was like, "Oh my god, we're basically the same age." <laughs> Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was yeah. shocked by that. Uh, L, what, how did you feel about? I know that your opinions about psychedelics are not the same as Doug and I think mine and Doug's. Well, are. I'm more interested in hearing how y'all feel about it because I feel like you both have have done mushrooms, right? Is that how dorks say it? Done mushrooms. Done mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> you both taking mu- you both taken mushrooms before, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I like. I have <laughs> I have zero experiences with um, hallucinogenic drugs, and the uh, the only um, thing that I ever did was um, I smoked weed once that was laced by PCP or laced with PCP when well, I was in, been there when I was like uh, fourteen, and <laughs> I already was having panic attacks before that happened. That this is oh my story God. attached to to. Uh, to this so but yeah. anyways it it really made me i, just, I lost my mind <laughs> just real that, quick real yeah. quick when we watched this and we were talking about it l was like oh i hate psychedelics so i did psychedelics when i was whatever age and now i have panic attacks and it me we didn't oh, sound I like said, it was mushrooms it was pcp <laughs> i told you it's pcp i think <laughs> no, you just weren't listening <laughs> no i did because i definitely oh. told you that story before it was it was very disturbing. I have a lot of different uh, images from that. The the most the kindest image that I remember that day was Keanu Reeves speaking to me through Point Break, the film <laughs> in the background. But other than that, everything else was really upsetting and horrifying and whatever. That's a very long story. But um, <laughs> essentially, that's the one time. And of course, because I hadn't chosen, to, I wasn't prepared for that experience. I, I was just going to get high. Um, right. And and i did actually eat mushrooms once but nothing happened so i don't know what happened mm. but i had a roommate who bought mushrooms and then she put the dried <laughs> so uncool <laughs> she mm. put the she put the mushrooms on pieces of white bread with jam and then she gave one to me this is like my freshman year of at evergreen and even though i was um i was what do you call straight edge at the time I was convinced that I was going to have some kind of whatever you right. know, communal thing with nature sort of thing. So, so I wanted my hippie roommates to like me. So we went out to the woods where the drum circles happened and uh, there was no drum circles. Thank God. And we were just sitting there. And then my other roommates, they walked off to the woods and were like, we're going to go walk and like have our own experience. And I sat there by myself and like nothing really happened. I felt like sort of loopy, but and then I would just walk back to the dorm and went about my day. <laughs> nothing happened. <laughs> so that's my only experience, which is nothing and then really fucked up. Well, I don't know if PCP counts as in the same realm. I don't know what it does. <laughs> I, don't think I mean, um, it was, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I've long advocated. I would love to do an episode of this podcast where we do uh mushrooms specifically because in my experience and i don't know about that in my experience mushrooms are like the gentlest and easiest to go up and down on um yeah if if you're gonna fuck with psychedelics i feel like you know controlled doses of mushrooms is the way yeah Yeah, but i feel like you're both chill people that could be like in that situation i feel like me i come off as chill and aloof to you no you don't you don't but 
but I feel like I would probably start foaming at the mouth and be like, your mother sucks cocks in hell or something horrible yeah. would happen. <laughs> no, you might, would, the, the biggest thing that I feel like you would, could run afoul of, and they kind of show it in here where like some people just go on like this emotional jag. Right. You can't understand what they're saying because they can't express yeah. the thought that they're having. It's also, a very strange feeling. Your brain is telling you like, you now understand everything yeah. and perhaps you should share this with people. And then yeah. you start talking. Like the one person was like, I think it was Elise talking about clouds and like, we yeah. don't do this anymore. And you know that like she's saying one thing that sort of makes sense, but what's right. happening in her brain is something much more yeah. fundamental and revealing at the time, how it feels yeah. at that moment. I think I'm scared because I know I have a lot of repressed dra- or trauma. <laughs> I don't want to go there. Well, one yeah, thing well, we this talked is... about that I didn't really agree with was that, like, uh, they're like, yeah, uh, psychedelics bring negative emotions and memories to the surface and make you deal with it. I'm like, that's never been my experience. So that's what they do. It you could. It, it could, could if you're why... guided through it, probably. Sorry, well, no, or, no, even if you're not guided through it. Like, I've known people that will take either mushrooms or acid and and have you know like even on mushrooms a bad experience just because yeah. their their brain starts to dwell on something and again you can have these revelatory thoughts and if your yeah. revelation is like oh i'm terrible right oh i can i can definitely see that that sort of like empathetic zone you get into where that that one with nature uh you know uh stereotype that is sort of real uh right. that that if you get into that zone and then apply that to your previous behavior that you don't like i can see like maybe spinning well why did you all like doing mushrooms like what what on that trip were you like this is great like what happened like you don't have to go in detail but like what's the like what's the thing that's happening that you feel like is beneficial um do you feel like it's beneficial beyond just like the high of getting drunk or smoking weed where you just feel relaxed and happy obviously it's different i I assume I don't think it, for me, I don't think it has anything to do really with getting high necessarily. Like, it's dead or drunk. Like, it's not the same, uh, I think. And, uh, but I do think that uh, as a tool for personal growth, it's it's wonderful because you do feel that interconnectedness and that empathy for, like, literally everything around you in, like, obviously a very exaggerated way. And, like, there's this really frustrating thing that happens where, like you feel like you've discovered something and you're like, I got to bring this back to everyone. I got to tell, I got to tell everyone about it. And then when you come down, like, it's just, it's just gone. It's just not, you know, it's just not a thing, but like the effect, the effects can linger as far as like, like being kinder and more empathetic. And I think uh, a better rounded out, happier person, I think linger for, uh, for longer. I know people say it can last for months, but I mean like maybe a week. I mean, I, I, I maybe more so with acid, but some people do actually have life changing uh, uh, events through oh. uh, intense psychedelics where you, you don't, you don't capture that, that ultimate capital T truth right. that, that you, that you felt during it. But yeah. afterwards there are people who do make like, I'd say drastic changes to their life or to their personality. You know, yeah. you, you can wind up having, a breakthrough in that sense but yeah. other people also do go down the other end of it and they're like i'm gonna follow fish everywhere you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh you mean the band <laughs> yeah. to be honest, i've never i've never listened to fish well on you know acid or mushrooms or whatever but i bet you, you know it's what? wonderful it's I yeah. had, <laughs> sure. I it makes a, more I, sense 
I got a free fish album. I don't remember how, but mm. I would always listen to it to fall asleep <laughs> when nice. I was in middle school. That's my only experience with fish. Yeah, I mean, I think I think like anything, uh, if people are listening and wondering whether they should or shouldn't do drugs, uh, you know, just whatever. <laughs> think about it real hard, I guess, yeah. before doing it. Well, so that's um, why this episode was interesting because the way that they approach just the like, here, let's have some people who have never taken psychedelics right. before take them. They actually do it in in a in a healthy, yeah, smart way, and they have that one older dude uh, talk about like you know he was like the. I'm like the, the Harvard scientist that studies yeah. psychedelics. And, you know, he's basically like the Timothy Leary stand in literally using Timothy Leary's. It's about the set and setting yeah. and dosage. You know, that was one of the key things of, of the Leary school of thought in psychedelics was you don't just do it like the hippies do it and get naked yeah. and, and rub your tits up against a van with paint yeah. splattered on them. You know, yeah. you, you have this like thought around it and you have a, a structure to it. And I found uh, uh, when I started going into it with like an intention of what I wanted out of it, uh, I found that that greatly improved the experience. And then also, if you have a friend, if you want to do it, and you have a friend that doesn't want to do it, um, but will like you know take care of you and put on music or give you snacks or whatever, a uh, trip setter. Make make sure that person's. Cool. Is that a term? Is that make like sure. a term, Doug? That you just said. Trip setter. Mm-hmm. That's what trip my. Setter, my yeah. Yeah, I've we we said uh, drug drug mom. Uh, <laughs> oh, that seems unfair too. Yeah. But uh, so I've, sure I've that never had that situation. Really Anytime I did psychedelics at all, everyone was doing it. There was no one who was sober. Yeah, there was, and I knew of the like, oh, you're supposed to approach it this way, and I didn't do any of that. It was never. Yeah. It was not therapeutic. It was. I don't say it was like. A, <laughs> I mean, not like a party, but it was just right. like I'm just doing this to. It is fun. It is enjoyable. My head for five hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I would, it's hard because I would consider it. I feel differently about doing certain things now that I'm a parent. Mm. Um, I'm not saying that if you're a parent that you shouldn't, I don't have any judgment about any of that stuff, but like for some reason, I just worry about doing certain things where I'm like, Oh, does this make me like trashy? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Cause I would just be like, but I feel weird knowing my parents were like doing like taking mushrooms when I was like a toddler. Would that have made me uncomfortable? But I mean, who cares? <laughs> would it make you more uncomfortable than them, you know, getting drunk when you're not around? Well, no, because they'd never got drunk. That's what I'm saying. It's like my mm. parents were like, I mean, they drank and stuff. I mean, they were probably swingers. <laughs> that, doesn't make, that doesn't make me uncomfortable now. But like, um, I don't know. It's. Dumb. I mean, my suggestion would be when, you know, if you're a parent and you have children, it's the kind of thing you do while the children are away. Definitely do it while they're staying with grandparents. Well, that's why I need, yeah. I would need a lot of factors. Like I would need my kid to be like i would need to have a weekend somewhere in case something lasted too long and i had a panic attack and (laughs) acted like an idiot Uh i would i would need a weekend i don't i don't don't know if you want to do it not it at someone else's home you know i don't know if i want to do it somewhere where i could get easily confused about where i am (laughs) i don't want to do it at someone else i want to i want to be a weekend away in a fucking cabin or something but i need a person who is not like the like the i assume the folks in this episode that were like helping them were mm-hmm. not also ho- like taking 
I think they were microdosing. They were, yeah, the implication I got, they were microdosing. Yeah. Okay. So, but they also seem like, obviously they seem like experienced in some way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I would love to have that person there and helping me through it and like being kind about whatever dumb shit I was going to say. Yeah. Um, and then, like, but like a person that I would never see again, <laughs> like, your ther- <laughs> like your therapist, you know, because like mm-hmm. your therapist, like you'll never see them, like you don't see them. So whatever mm-hmm. embarrassing shit you say to them yeah. is what it is, because you're not going to run into them in your daily life. Um, and that's what I would need. I'd be like, as long as they've seen people act, lose their shit or be whatever, I wouldn't yeah. be so, so nervous about that. And um, I would be interested definitely in like <laughs> this specific what's in this episode of like the idea. I don't want to, but I don't want to yeah. turn into the girl who showed up in a couple episodes and I'm sorry, she's probably a very lovely person, but I just hated her. I didn't hate <laughs> her. That's an exaggeration. I didn't hate her. I just like hated whatever she was representing, which was vocal fry, uh, <laughs> white lady <laughs> right? Who who like, had um tattoos that specifically looked like stick and poke tattoos and the, of random shit like a like a like a fried egg and a rainbow <laughs> or something and a cactus with a like a smiley face and she's like um i'm just like thinking like at one point she was like is this like my dad um, <laughs> and i'm just <laughs> so afraid of being that person sorry what she was the one that had the experience in this. That was the moment I got uncomfortable in this episode when the oh. dude, Sasha, was like putting his hands on her to comfort her. And I was like, oh. uh, did you know, <laughs> like, no. He was like, strad- he was like on top of her almost, like straddling it her a little bit. felt like, I, I was like, huh, huh. Yeah. That seems like it should her. be a, yeah. a rule. I also <laughs> felt gross about that because, I mean, he wasn't fully on top of her, but like his upper half was sort of like, over hers and like he was like rubbing her arms and i'm like oh i feel uncomfortable because she's like a young really right. uh, pretty lady and in a very vulnerable position thing. yeah and uh, i mean whatever. the only saving grace was at the beginning they mentioned something like hey you can do whatever you want here like run around scream smash things you know feel your feelings but like there's no sexual contact right, right. that's right. Uh, and i was like Okay, so I get it. Like, this is probably not as bad as it looks to me. You know, it's there in the the moment, but. I think, too, you got to think there were, you know, four facilitators and then also the camera crew. And, like, I didn't, that didn't skeeve me out like it skeeved Dell out. It just seemed like, I don't know. Well, probably because you haven't had a gross, greasy hippie (laughs) standing over you and touching you uncomfortably. Yeah. Like, which is good, which is, like, great for you. And I feel, I think. I think You're living that, your best life. I think that scenario read more to me as like a type of intimacy that I'm uncomfortable with in my everyday life. Right. Um, but also <laughs> that guy that was over her read to me as the guy that calls whoever, whatever straight woman he's with, his lover. And, <laughs> you know? And, okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's see. And then the next one was uh, Cold Comfort. Where uh, oh. They, oh, can I say something uh, really quick before we yeah. go to the second one? Does anyone have any ideas on what move? You remember when the intern, the guy that um, the guy that worked with Gwyneth really closely, that she was protective of or whatever? Long term partner pet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And he like had some kind of um, weird reaction or something, and then like another guy like 
rubbed his chest in this like vibrating way and then he, like, yeah. came i like, was so curious like what happened chilled out here? yeah like yeah. what was I don't that know. i don't know but that part where he was like sobbing and those two dudes were like comforting him i thought was very nice uh, well it was really yeah. sweet until the person was like you never see like grown there was too much of the phrase a grown man sobbing like a baby <laughs> that really bothered me of how much they acted like that was bizarre and, and i think whatever. it was i think it was bizarre though and i think that the weirdness of it was nice because you don't see uh that sort of uh emotion and interaction between men particularly well, yeah, on television but, well and particularly straight men but i feel like you should say like we um men don't feel comfortable having this as opposed to it's isn't it like this is so wild that even a grown man was crying like yeah, so what, like like that's the all way I they want. address it doesn't seem to diffuse it or to to acknowledge that it's a the yeah. context of why that is a strange thing to see they're yeah. just like wow yeah. that's weird but good for <laughs> us right <laughs> yeah look at how awesome uh, we are showing this freaky shit <laughs> Uh, yeah. So the next episode was called Cold Comfort, and it featured a guy named Wim Hof. Oh, this who, guy. And who taught them to hyperventilate and address stress, and then also stuff about cold therapy. <laughs> uh, now, a couple things about this. Mm. Uh, his, his Wim Hof method, which involves uh, hyperventilating yourself and taking cold showers and right. doing yoga poses in snow, uh, is supposed to make it so that your immune system is stronger and rejects uh, they, they, and rejects uh, rejects biotoxins or something generic yeah. like that. Okay, the entire time we were rolling our eyes at that part or whatever. Mm -hmm. But perusing his Wikipedia page, it might be real. <laughs> it might well. There, so, there, there, there are these multiple studies on it that it might yes. be, it might be true. Well, and I want to say, my mind. I want to say, well, Doug has something to say, so I don't want to cut yeah. you off, Doug. I'll but, be next. I'll be next. Okay. All I was going to say really quick is he specifically is pro the idea of soaking in cold water. So oh, yeah. not just like, um, not just taking like cold taking showers, nice which staff. I think he's he's pro too. But yeah, yeah, he specifically like swims and like, you know. Like very, under a very, there was a video of him swimming under yeah. a glacier, which was horrifying. Oh, or under a frozen lake. If you're claustrophobic lake. or <laughs> oh any of that God. stuff, that yeah. will freak you out. But um, yeah, he's very pro, like sitting in an ice bath yeah. for prolonged uh, periods yeah. of time. Um, but anyway, Doug, what are you gonna say? Uh, so my notes, I wrote notes for each of the episodes, and on this one, I wrote, Smart. "I Iceman is bananas and has one life hack, kind of <laughs> dangerous." <laughs> because I think, yeah. I think. In essence, the Wim Hof method can be boiled down to like, hey, if you hyperventilate, strange things happen in your body. So it's not like, yeah. it's not like, oh, mentally train yourself or like <laughs> yeah. some sort of like woo-woo energy thing. It is literally just saturate your body with oxygen yeah. and then this is what it does. And it seems like it kind of, it didn't surprise me that much that there was some like scientific stuff behind it because I don't know anything about science, but I was like, oh, I guess <laughs> if this is like a survival mechanism if if you're hyperventilating your body now has different chemicals flooding in it yeah. and you could maybe do something that would normally be super detrimental and dangerous like yeah. survive a spill in ice cold water for a moment till you can flounder your way out of the water and then mm. afterwards you feel like super amped up because you just survived something that should have killed you right you know and according to what i saw online does kill some people 
does kill uh, yeah some, some oh yeah, you people, saw that some, can you some share people that have died. yeah hold on let me pull up the uh yeah the but because think, it's it is it is a dangerous thing that they're doing you know yeah. but again it's it's not that it's it's not that there's like bullshit made up stuff it's like there's a, there's some real principles at play here but it feels like maybe you shouldn't be fucking around with it to get whatever benefit that you yeah. can get and then i think and this then, guy himself is someone who's like it's one of those like like David Blaine sitting in a yeah. fucking cube of ice for a couple of days. Right. Okay, you can do yeah. new <laughs> things with your body with training, yeah. but does that mean that you should follow this yeah. person's medical advice? I don't so, think so. So it turns out four people have drowned trying this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says relative suspect the breathing exercises blame. Where I don't know how that's possible. What do you mean by um trying this? Water. Like Oh, trying the Wim Hof method, where they train, hyperventilate, jump in the cold water. And then jump in the cold water. And it seems like maybe jumping in the cold water got them. I don't know how the breathing could do that. What is it just uh, like? Because it stiffens your body and you can't swim? Yeah. That would be my guess. You you panic. Your body goes into a panic method where you're like, Jesus fucking Christ. This is cold. And your limbs will maybe start to get stiff. And you're going to try and swim. And it's not easy to swim if you're panicking. Um, and the thing about this one that annoyed me, because after looking uh, at his stuff, I was like, oh, maybe this isn't as crazy as it seems. And it doesn't seem particularly, you know, detrimental. It's like Doug was saying, it's like, you could do that, I guess. But like, it does, there is the part where the guy's like, it reversed my cancer. You know? Right. <laughs> then it goes a little far. Because, yeah, that's the thing. Every time, every episode, they'd be like, here's some stuff that's kind of interesting that you should learn about. And, and you're like, oh, I'd never thought about that. And it's like, and also, it's a magic right. energy wave from God. Right. Yeah. Like, he, like, said that he was he was going to be paralyzed based yeah. on whatever disease he had, which I can't remember what it was specifically. Right. But, but he was like, yeah, and then no, I have. But also that because they sometimes um we should mention have people that come and do sit down interviews in this obnoxious <laughs> modern <laughs> space yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, is, um, that is oh man obnoxiously modern is exactly how i would describe their office yeah I, i'm gonna jump in front of l real quickly to sure give please you a do. visual of what i pictured these offices the way i describe it is in a tv show this would either be some form of bureaucratic afterlife that you go to <laughs> oh, where everything yeah. is just like soft white light <laughs> yeah. and ultra modern chairs or the evil tech company in like a near sci-fi dystopia where everything else is <laughs> yeah. shitty and grimy. And then all of a sudden you're yeah. like, Oh, this is heaven with computers. Yeah. Oh yeah. So and when you walk in the like building, God's there's some center. soft white lady robotic voice. It's like, yes, welcome yes. to Neo tech. <laughs> we care about you. Yeah, absolutely. It was, yeah. it's, it's weird. And, but there's like an old white man that, I think he's in his 60s, right, when he's doing the interview. And he says, oh, like, you know, when I got diagnosed, it's actually sad. I'm not trying to mock that. But when he's like, oh, I got diagnosed. And he's like, and then my 11-year-old daughter came in the room and she's crying. And and he, and as he's talking, I'm thinking he met his 11-year-old daughter so many years ago. Right. And then they show a picture of him and his currently 11-year-old daughter. And I'm like, also, sir, you are 61 so you probably <laughs> had a child at like 50 nothing so wrong with that. you had a child just, at 50 so fuck off how do you <laughs> which is also like yeah you can do that but also that child needs to be pre- prepped 
for the possibility right. <laughs> that you're going to go out sooner than they expect because they were born when you were fucking 50 years old. Not if you stick to the Wim Hof method. Right. Yeah. And then he like really exaggeratedly does these uncomfortable splits. <laughs> oh yeah. She hates it when like, I do this. That yeah. part she hates honestly, when I'm like <gasps> honest, honestly, if he hadn't said another word, because it starts with him just doing those crazy splits, <laughs> if he hadn't said another word, I would have been sold. I would have been like, holy <laughs> shit. That old man just did it because it was crazy. It was scary. That was the also, most impressive part of the entire episode. This this episode, uh, two things I want to say, if you don't mind. This episode introduces us to uh, Goop staffer Kate, who I um, feel bad for throughout the show. <laughs> like Kate looks sad. Um, I yeah. hope I hope that Goop, whatever they pay her, that she has benefits because therapy. I feel like yes. Kate needs therapy. Um, yes. She talked a lot about her panic attacks and her anxiety. Right. And I relate to that. Yeah. yeah. And I relate to that a hundred percent. Like when she yep. talked about it um, and I, and she just, she looks kind of like just sad and ill <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. she kind of gets pushed to the sidelines sometimes. And I'm like, man, like we don't need to make everything Kate is able to do a victory. We should probably check in with Kate. Like <laughs> should, we, should Kate be put into these like really stressful situations like yeah. I don't know. Like she seems fragile. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like that's mean, maybe for uh, me to yeah. say that. No, but I just I, felt I, bad I, for her. Yeah, I felt the same thing. Kate seemed like an ice sculpture that was in danger of melting or shattering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is also yeah. the episode that uh, introduced us to the goddess of goop, Anna. Oh, uh, Anna. oh my god! <laughs> yeah. She, she's the curly-haired lady, right? Yes. Yeah. She's yeah. she's okay. wonderful. Uh, yeah. Seems she could be more perfect unless she was less white. Way. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, would have mimosas with her after her long day at the office. Oh, absolutely. She was so hot and so cool. And when she was in the dude, <laughs> I felt like all the other staffers looked at her like, <sighs> and I just felt like, I'm like, y'all are jealous because Anna is just like a chill, cool person <laughs> that like has her shit together and also happens to be able to roll out of bed and look like a fucking Greek statue. <laughs> You're all just mad about it, which I get it. I would okay. Uh, we gotta we gotta speed up just a little bit here. I mean, we don't have to. Uh, we don't have but, to really. Uh, I, I smell yeah. a two parter. Yeah, we could. <laughs> we we could. It is a special uh, edition now it that is. Doug's here. It is. Because uh, very briefly, the second case study in this episode was a mother who seemed to enjoy embarrassing her son uh, with the Wim Hof oh. with bills that they do, but oh. he was also weirdly into it. Yeah. So that was a strange right. thing. Yeah. That was awkward. I also was like, I also had this conundrum where I'm like, are you a piece of shit if you introduce whatever new age life stuff you do with your kid? Because there mm. was like, um, I mean, with this uh, cold stuff, whatever. But as, I think at some point, like, Gwyneth talked about, oh, Gwyneth talked about her 13-year-old taking Apple. ice baths. <laughs> no, her son, who I think is oh, named son, right. um, take takes, like, ice baths or something. But that seemed and, like it was, uh, he was decided to do that for whatever yeah, weird reason. That's yeah. true. So I guess uh, that's fine. One other point about this uh, episode, there is a part where a lady's like, yeah, my boyfriend takes cold showers and he's never sick. And they're like, yeah, see, it works. It works. And you're like, what? No. Yeah, and like, what do you mean he's never sick? That's yeah. not possible. Yeah. But the cold shower uh, thing is part of the four hour body dudes. Uh, yeah. 
uh, list of life hacks. Yeah. Yeah. Four hour body do. I also, um, in this episode, one of the thoughts I had two things, uh, I said two things earlier, but, um, <laughs> was that one, I'm like, these are the kind of guys that make me go, you know what? It's not uncool that I'm Swedish or whatever. <laughs> like the white, <laughs> the white part of me on my mom's side is like Swedish Norwegian. And then there's some kind of like weirdo that comes out that I'm like, okay. This crazy um, Dutch ice swimmer. Yeah. I, I like, found I'm Wim cool. Hof was the most uh, charming of their special guests, I think. Either him or so. the la- him or the old lady in the next episode, Betty Dobson. Yeah, uh, right. Betty Dobson, um, which was about uh, I think the least across the board, the least woo woo crazy. Well, I sure. disagree. I <laughs> hate that episode the most. But well, but before we get into, I just want to say the other thing is is like there's all this weird stuff that that episode, particularly the cold comfort one, throughout. Mm. And I think we've said like there's stuff that you're like, oh, maybe this is kind of legit. Like this makes sense. Yeah. And there's like. And throughout, and then at the end when he was like, and then my beautiful wife, you oh know, my God, yeah. killed herself. Oh God, his story. <laughs> kiss, like, kiss the kids goodbye and walked out the eighth window. Yeah, and you're window. like, like now I know. And then you're like, now I know why he's obsessed with something and has sure, never focused yeah. on anything yeah. else. And he like it everything all, into this. Yeah, and you're like, it all comes together. Why he's yeah. like, I need to have a thing that can <laughs> can end yeah. sickness and end disease, and like, yeah. and it all like his whole back, his whole origin story came together when he. And he didn't strike me as a, a grifter, shyster, whatever. No. You know, no, he like, yeah. kind of let, believed whatever he was. Well, saying. yeah, like, yeah, and he also, I think. It's it'd be hard. It'd be a real bummer if you were a real shyster and didn't believe this, but then also forced yourself to do all the stuff that he does, like no, swim across the lakes and running was, naked half marathons in the snow or whatever. If it was reasonably priced, I would totally go to that gorgeous lodge. In, oh yeah. And where is is it in Holland or? I have no idea. It was a beautiful. Where were they were at? They were. I would 100% uh, pay to go to that gorgeous place and like do breathing exercises and snow go with that guy. Like, yeah, I would absolutely. That was gonna be my next question: is if you guys would do that uh, retreat or that class yeah. or whatever he did. I think. Yeah, yeah. I would have done the first one, and I would have done yeah. this one. I well, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd do the jump in the water because I do know that that can be dangerous, and I yeah. do have kind of a I, high risk. Yeah, I would. I, would I can probably. also barely swim, so I don't know. if <laughs> And this, the benefit out of this one isn't something that I would particularly be chasing. Like, I'm not chasing, like, you know, self-actualization, but I would go do mushrooms and think of something to say to someone to guide you through the trip. Yeah. Uh, So, so far, we're two for two, 33%. At this point, point, after these two, I was like, okay, this is not what I expected. These are, like, not, this is not weirdness. This is legit-ish stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's that sort of like quasi real. Uh, yeah, wait for the other quasi useful stuff. Yeah, uh, and that brings us to uh, the pleasure is ours, episode three. Oh, uh, I hated. I thought about L through this entire episode. Thank <laughs> you, I appreciate that. Thank you for the vibes. Because I, yeah. I was like, oh, L must be so uncomfortable right now. Oh, and when they're saying like, hey, do you want to put a mirror down there and look at your downstairs business? I yep. picture L screaming at the TV. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will say that when I was growing up, I 100% took like a full length mirror and laid it on top of me. So I would know what it was like if someone was on top of me. (laughs) (laughs) I I definitely put mirrors down there. I will say that (laughs) in this episode, at the exact moment that Gwyneth Paltrow learned, I also learned that the whole situation down there is not called the vagina. It's just the whole (laughs) vagina. 
and yeah. I learned, uh, you know, I knew Volvo was a term, but I just speak the whole, the whole set, the whole <laughs> of equipment was called the vagina. Now, I have a question. I, had, I have I, no idea. I assumed that you, Doug, that you knew this information prior to this. Is that That's true? Correct. That's okay, fair. I, I like what I was thinking because I when, when when Josh told me you were willing to do this podcast with us, I was thinking, oh my god, I bet Doug, hundred percent, you strike me as a person that knows this information. But if, if weirdly, you do, the, can you share how you know this information? Yeah, I was just gonna say weirdly, the reason I know this information is because of high school. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, that's the reason I don't know this. <laughs> no, uh, when I was in high school our freshman class they had the school had announced like a new grades or no credits requirement to to graduate so suddenly our class had to get more credits like 25 more credits and some of the credits had to include these specific classes and so then we had the people above us who were like ah fuck you we don't have to take these lame new classes or whatever but you assholes have to take these new classes and I avoided all of the extra stuff we had to take until my senior year. And it was basically like, okay, you have to take a quarter credit class for health of some kind. You have to take a health class to be able to graduate. And the only health class they had was like a, a, a what they were terming at the time, like women and pregnancy type class. That was the class that I took. And the teacher was ecstatic that I was in the class because she was like oh it's it's nice that we finally have like a guy taking this class and it was it was a strange experience but very informative did you feel like women in the class were like aroused by your presence or, <laughs> or, or well, like it's, a, it's important to note that I had zero to negative self-awareness in high school so I would have no concept. They could have been they could have been aroused to actively hostile to me, and I would have no concept one way or the other. Uh, that's wonderful. But I do know that I got called on a lot because the other thing is this was also basically like a reformed home ec class. So there were some legacies of that, and so I got called on a lot of like let's get a a, a male perspective on these things of like oh, no. gender roles and stuff like that, and I was profoundly uncomfortable like being the center of attention so in a lot of ways this class was also sort of like a nightmare for me yeah um but yeah but i had to do like a presentation at one point of like female genitalia to the class with my partner who was was a friend of mine where we're like pointing out like here's this and here's that so so i had i had some free knowledge of some of this stuff but also i understand that it's sort of like you know, I, it's, it's, this is a terrible analogy, but it's sort of the way, like, depending on where you are in the country, you may refer to, like, Coke as all sodas. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. vagina has become, like, the generic term for all yeah. of the downstairs business. Yeah. I think, I think that that confusion is com- common, at least yeah. in, um, when I was growing up, it was common. The only reason I know is... I think I think if I was a straight person, I never would have learned otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think I think it's a whole it's a hundred percent that I did like the weird research just because I wanted to see vaginas. Yeah. Um, 
and like so I only learned it from sex workshops through Babeland in college right. and um and then my I had a roommate who had the cunt coloring book from like <laughs> the 70s or 80s or something um, yeah trying yeah. too hard yeah and like no it was a it was a cis man <laughs> so but he had that and um and that's when I was like, that was also when I was like, oh, like people have different looking parts. <laughs> like, right. I didn't even, yeah, I, I was curious because I was like, you know, not, not, not doing anything sexual with people's genitalia that weren't like dudes up until that point. I'm assuming like, I, I didn't know uh, the different terms and that like, for, like Doug was saying, vagina has sort of taken over uh, as the general term. Uh, because one, because I went to a poorly funded public high school in an abstinence only district. Um, and two, I don't think there's really a situation. There's never, there's been really more than maybe five times over the course of my entire life where I've needed, where I could have used the word vulva appropriately, (laughs) you know, but it's not something that comes up really for me for me a whole lot like when when are you saying the word vagina even or 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 pussy or or like you know like when are you saying that pussy you generally hear in a lot of clinical contexts like (laughs) hey doc what's wrong with my pussy yeah right and then they go your pussy's on fire but like 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 a question for Elle is outside like, of like, hey, a- Dr. Rue, why is my pussy so warm? <laughs> your pussy's on fire. <laughs> Do I have to worry about back problems by carrying around this fat, juicy pussy all the time? <laughs> oh my God. What is that from? What was that, that thing where the person juicy, was like, moose, juicy, what was it? That what was that thing from? Pussy. Where the person, <laughs> oh, it's the COVID thing? Like, COVID so signs of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. talking about his moose, like, fat moose. Pussy or something like that. <laughs> oh, the it was the greatest tweet, like slow roll tweet. Yeah, you're welcome that I shared it with you. The reason we're talking about uh, yes, this episode, <laughs> this episode about what's well, it called? It's called the pleasure is ours, and it's about this old lady. Actually, this is this lady that since the '60s has been right. doing workshops teaching. Uh, people with vaginas, how to orgasm? Except for no, no, and no, no. How no. to? She has not been teaching people with vaginas. She very right. specifically only teaches cis women, as with far vaginas. as she knows. Uh, mm. this, which is which is as far as she knows. Uh, which is why I said people with vaginas. Because um, I mean, she's but, taught like, thousands of people. The odds are statistically speaking that one percent of them well, were not she women. promotes her classes for women women's right, sexuality right 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 and she makes it about gender language than her no true. no i know but she makes it about gender but also ties genitalia into right. that gender very specifically yeah right what is uh, it is that what they call second wave feminism where it's uh I, it, 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 I have this is where my knowledge of these things breaks down. But sure. the I, feeling of it while I was watching it was like, this doesn't this is yeah. not the way they should be talking about this. Yeah. Well, and like, when I saw I her, it was good I was information, like, but Right. When I saw her, I was like, Oh, that lady invented turf. Like she looks like a turf <laughs> all day, every day. Uh yeah. So it would does- make me so happy to find out that that's not the case. 
Right. And I don't know. I'm very curious to find I would out, be like, so, I would be where does Ben Dodson come down on this issue? Because it was a concern while watching yeah. it. Like, yeah. I, and oh. it bothered me that they didn't address Did you it in one up? way or the other. I haven't. No, that was, oh, okay. she was someone who I was, when I looked her up, I was like, oh, this is someone who's like uh, uh, already, probably of all the people in the show is, is known outside of this yeah. for what she does. You know what I mean? And also she yeah. seemed like the least of the, woo-woo kind of stuff this was more yeah. of like this hey, is the most, isn't it like most weird to have orgasms yeah yeah um i think uh yeah i think this one yeah didn't have any magic in it if you don't find <laughs> orgasms <laughs> magical uh i think you know cool important work that she does i think probably made less important by the internet uh to be very honest uh but <laughs> um i think it was really interesting because they really built up i think uh tension and about whether or not they were going to show you uh that that lady's genitalia and then bam it's there i thought that was some masterful filmmaking (laughs) building that tension and then showing us exactly when they did um and uh then you watch uh then you watch this lady masturbate to completion. Right. And uh, it was weird, man. It was weird. Uh, and not because I think it's gross or, or, or whatever. It's just, I don't want to watch that lady masturbate, you know, <laughs> in the sense that like, I don't know. Bell, Doug, someone take this away. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> um, a couple things. I one I really want to mention that I was very upset that Gwyneth Paltrow was shocked to learn that the vulva and vagina are different when she's a person who sells jade eggs for like hundreds <laughs> of dollars that you're supposed to insert in your and the steamer like what right. the fuck like you don't even know like the basic anatomy that's upsetting but anyway um I I understand. This is the thing. This is how I feel, especially being back here in Olympia. In Olympia, in in high school, in my 20s, this place is all about riot girl, you know, feminism um, and body positivity. And like, I remember being not forced, but being encouraged to read Cunt, which I bought from Orca Books when I was in college here. Um, But I... I get it. I totally get it where because of misogyny uh, and sexism that's been directed at women and uh, historically uh, trans misogyny has and transphobia is considered uh, cis women to be the forefront of that. But like the idea of uh, cis women talking about their vaginas was taboo. Um, So, so people feel very empowered to talk about a thing that they were not allowed to talk about or, or um, felt, especially in, in heterosexual sexual situations, um, or I shouldn't even say that, but sexual situations with cis men, they felt like they, that their pleasure didn't matter. Like all this shit's real. And I, and I don't, I don't feel like we shouldn't talk about that, but I just feel like we should have the, wording where we're specific that this is what we're talking about like if you're Mm -hmm. saying i'm gonna have a women's sexuality 
class, then you need to include um, trans women in that. If your mm -hmm. women's sexuality class is specifically about vulvas you can, and vaginas, you cannot say that because men have vaginas and vulvas, well, whatever, men have that genitalia and women have penises. So for you to say that, you're specifically not including all women and you're also like acting like trans men don't exist. Yeah. So you yeah, need this to is the second prong of thinking about you during this of I don't know how to yeah. express my discomfort I have with this and I right. am hoping that L can clarify this for right. me. I'm trying my best but I would I would say that you need to separate the gender from the genitalia which yeah. it is separate. So you need to go this is a class for women and if so you need to include trans women in that or you're not including women. Right. Um, but if, if you're like, no, this is specifically about vulvas and vaginas and how, um, whatever, the vagina and the vulva has been um, considered taboo, fine. But include non-binary people, include everyone, include trans men, include everyone that has one. Otherwise, what's the fucking conversation? Like, you know, it, it, it seems like a huge misstep for this show. Like, this show, this yeah. episode, would have made yeah. sense in a context of 20 years ago. Yeah, you know? this, would have, this episode, 100%, almost was, like, beat for beat, an episode of Real Sex on HBO. Absolutely. In, like, oh, yes. in like 1995. Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> it also, absolutely. And, like, and, like, obviously, sexism isn't dead or beaten or whatever, but this also felt like the entire time they're like oh we're being naughty and transgressive and it's like but you're not though like right. it's it is well yeah you're not being as progressive as you think you're being that's well, what he's not like, even, right. no not not progressive i mean transgressive like i didn't yeah. find it particularly, right. yeah. particularly shocking i mean i was surprised to see that woman's vagina and surprised to see her masturbate but like they're like oh we're being bad girls you know it's like the, <laughs> it, yeah and like, it also it seemed like what me and Doug were just saying, but it seemed like yeah. they forgot that real sex on HBO yes. existed for years. And That's it was right. like, I've seen uh, women come. Like, that, <laughs> that happened on Taxi Cab Confessions. They, they, also, had, they also had some very old-timey uh, views and discussions on pornography, I thought. And on, oh, por on porn performers. They were hating on <laughs> yeah. sex workers, which really yeah. upset me too, because that whole bullshit lie that the the younger version of the older lady had where she right. was like where she was like oh all these porn stars are getting this vaginal surgery it's like some of them probably do just like some people probably do if their vagina is going to be looked at all the time but a lot of porn stars don't and it's really weird and sweeping for you to to not only say they do but also imply that doing that makes them fake or like yes delegitimizes yeah. them or something in some way and also it's like it's not the fault of um those people who get vaginal surgeries that gives like it's the fault of being forced to mate like being forced to feel like you have to have that to be attractive right. like talk about that that's all i right. wanted was like talk about how like yeah. um how how much like uh <laughs> i don't know it's like this version of feminism is so like corny old time fuck the patriarchy yeah. to me mm -hmm. i feel like it's not helpful for anyone because i'm very pro fuck sexism and misogyny and yes fuck the patriarchy but in a way that's also helpful for all people yeah, because right. obviously big energy big yeah, pussy like, energy like, is a really good way of like, putting it 
like women don't want to be identified like you don't want to be defined by your body parts because yeah. that's what sexism does to you that's what objective objective fatigue um, objective i can't say the word yeah, objectification yeah. does to you so like making being a woman being about having a vagina yeah. is silly and that's like mm-hmm. that's doing what you're trying right. to fight and i and i uh i can understand you know betty dodson being it turns out 90 years old being born in 1929 is she really yeah <laughs> Uh, what's funny is that nothing about this episode was like if you rub one out every day you'll look like this when you're 90 right (laughs) (laughs) of all the people that were slinging life extension bullshit betty dodson was the one that was killing it yeah Uh, i thought she was like in her 70s yeah (laughs) 90, 90 years old yeah so i can get her obviously not being you know (laughs) <laughs> or whatever but that fucking 40 year old or maybe that lady was 80 who knows uh, <laughs> yeah but, but that fucking 40 what if it was her daughter sidekick has no ah. fucking excuse but also like it's wild too that i felt like betty gave off hella queer energy but she, oh, yeah, she, 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 well, she didn't she talk queer. about that or she yeah. she is yeah, because if she is, she did not talk about that. No, yeah, no. And I, she, I thought it was wild that a bisexual, but she repudiates the labels that define sexuality. Okay, and that's fair, and I get that. But at the same time, yeah. people who say that who are older queers like her and Joan Jett also don't like just don't like the judgment and the homophobia that comes with it. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, cool, I get it. But also, like, if your whole job is talking about this, right, <laughs> right. Should, Maybe be inclusive yeah. to queer people. There's a queer lady on that episode yeah. who's right. hot as fuck and is right. also uncomfortable with who she is. Yeah. Can you imagine how powerful it would have been for Betty to talk yeah. to her about being yeah. bi? And like, yeah. why didn't they include yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah, well, I thought this, this episode. Is... I like this episode because of that. The, the, they did have a core of good things in it, but all of my negative feelings are these things of the things that they should have done or could have done or could have clarified one way or the other better you yeah. know yeah uh yeah so the next episode so those pleasures ours uh the next uh, is there any any last stuff you guys want to get out about that? the last thing i want to say is that Just rub it out I real quick was <laughs> i was excited that they i was excited that they showed um vulvas and i was excited that they showed A wide array of them yeah and i and i was but i wish they had talked more because they did mention earlier about like one of them did the betty or her whatever the other lady mentioned like oh like some (laughs) yeah some people think like having um your vulva be this color is weird i wish Mm. they had talked about like this whole show had talked about how like i think women of color like they don't get represented in these ideas mm-hmm. as much because pussies are considered pink even if mm-hmm. you look at the episode poster and it's all pink even though there's like mm-hmm. some yeah. darker colors but still mm-hmm. it's right. like it's centered whiteness is centered with Gwyneth paltrow and the light pink well, and whatever and yeah. i think um, I, and so you want i mean they definitely showed a wide array of they races did, but, in their vagina in their vulvas but uh, when they talk about, 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 about it specifically I think that would have been an interesting thing because I think the fact yeah. that women of color, because of pigment, your vagina is generally going to yeah. be not always, but magenta to purple yeah. uh, to be very dark. And some people think that's bizarre because they don't see it. And I wish that had been talked about, but I, yeah. but I, but I also think, um, and I shouldn't even just say women of color, but I also, the last thing I want to say uh, about this episode is <laughs> particularly that, I don't know if anyone else felt this way, but the live orgasm thing, which I think was cool. I was glad they showed. 
but it felt like a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my big finale? Yeah. <laughs> and I expect her obviously to have a big, intense orgasm yeah. with cameras and, Using the, the rock and, her and roll method. And her coworker being like, yeah, yeah. kid. You got it, kid. Like she's fucking like mutt in and Indiana Rock- Jones and Crystal shit. Skull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that was uh, weird. Yeah. But I did like I that they explicitly said, like, this is a HR nightmare waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah. As yeah, far as setting their employees been. there. Because that's the other yeah. thing I guess we should say is that we're talking about all this like orgasm stuff and close-ups of of people's downstairs business. Those that was all non-staff. Like they had filmed yeah. mm-hmm. another uh, session that Betty, right. Betsy, whatever had done, and that the stuff the staff had done was the thing you guys were talking about earlier the was the eye contact, the intense stare yeah. stuff. And oh, right, right, right. which ugh. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then telling each other how Negoti- to, how to yeah, the negotiating you know? like not negotiating yeah. consent, but negotiating needs and desires. Yeah, yeah. So that stuff again, that stuff was like okay, this is good, yeah. but yeah, yeah, there's not, there's not, it should have been more. There should have been a different context yeah. and different angles into it but the show in general kind of does that where it seems like i think goop very fairly is 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 maligned for being this sort of like rich white lady yeah woo nonsense the show yeah. itself casting wise seems to be like hey let's try to be a little bit more diverse with like the cast that we have here or that accurately represents the staff there which is who knows possible but then it doesn't yeah. then none of it is ever explicitly addressed within yeah. the show. I think it was I think it was just in the psychedelic episode that you hear someone talk about like, hey, you know, I'm a woman of color and I experience racism and that's not good. <laughs> and I yeah. need to oh, have, yeah. you know, these things and this this is a way that kind of helps me heal this damage. And that's it for all six episodes. There's yeah. no other discussion of anything along those lines. Agreed. Uh, and I think that it's disappointing, but it's also I think thoroughly unsurprising. Um, yeah. Uh, so the next episode uh, we've got here is the health span plan, which yes. was <laughs> maybe the most like content light episode. Yeah. Like this is almost that where we're peaking. Yeah, we're, uh, we're at four. It, yeah, four. <laughs> it's uh, so we're already we're we're you know we're basically three for three so far. I'm like okay, we we've already had our big not so big <laughs> orgasm right and now for the. Re- <laughs> For the rest of the series, we're kind of like winding down. Yep. We're all from here. Yeah. The last remnants of usable information and yep. verifiable content <laughs> facts yeah, are in the past. It's <laughs> yeah. gone but, we're, now. but we're too invested now to, uh, I was, to give yeah, up. Abs- that, that's how I went into this episode. I was like, damn, yep. okay, this show is going to do a real effort to push against. The kind of uh, uh, you know negative stereotype that yep. it has. Yeah, and, 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 and it I was out. I was sold at the end of three, and yep. then it all goes away. In yep, four. right. It's that no, it's it, that cult structure, man. They reel <laughs> us in. Every and we're like, hey, hey, so like, you want to take you want to take some mushrooms and maybe learn about yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. do you want to hey, put a you mirror? Know that if you breathe really hard and jump in cold water, <laughs> it'll keep you from getting sick. Uh, that sounds weird. No, here's this study the Dutch did. Yeah. Like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Hey, do you think coming is good? Yeah, I do. Okay. Do you want to live forever? Oh, yes, I do. Does it involve mushrooms and coming? I'm on board. 
No, it involves <laughs> starving yourself. Right, it okay. involves powdered <laughs> soup and your own blood on your face. <laughs> well, then I guess I will. Because yeah. all the other stuff panned uh, out. Oh, man. It was I, great, too. Yeah. And, like, they also, this one, even within this episode about living forever, was structured exactly like that, where it's like, all right, you're going to try pescatarianism yeah. you'll eat fish and nuts yeah. and all this great stuff you're gonna try veganism just no yeah. meat and there's ice cream and yeah. there's like with paltrow well, you're no gonna dairy. eat only the items in this box <laughs> i did that was one of my favorite elise moments because it was like hey you weren't here for this meeting and there were three programs and the two of us picked the good ones and we gave you this bullshit <laughs> <laughs> right why well it's only three days it's only five days so it's, um, you don't have time to do this uh, okay so the crux of this episode i feel like that's the they didn't focus on the other stuff really at all because it's just like regular eating stuff but the yeah. gwyneth paltrow stuff she every time she's on camera went out of her way to say how much she was what a special experience she was having doing this starvation <laughs> oh. cleanse but she like, also you look miserable. miserable. Yeah. Everything about, yeah. Miserable. Everything about you reads fuck, like you're dying. Like, you know what I... Like, I only had 500 calories between today <laughs> and yesterday. Yeah, which is four... You know what I, I... I just might fall over. I don't know why. I know why. I know why, <laughs> Gwyneth. You know what I um, totally forgot about that I was going to mention from the episode of, about uh, orgasms? Was that <laughs> they had that... She had that back and forth with Elise where she was like... But she was like, I know, like, it, I can't remember what Gwen Paltrow said, but Elise was like, and it must be hard, like, you know, being with, like, being like, uh, what does she say? Like, you're, you're like, a, you're, a univer- you, you're a universal sex symbol. <laughs> and, and I misheard that conversation. So when Gwen Paltrow was like, I know, but like, this is fake and this is what's real and it's wild. I thought Elise had said, rightfully so, that must be really weird having sex with men that are universal sex symbols. And I was thinking <laughs> about the fact that she, you know, hooked Brad up with Pitt. Brad Pitt and like Ben, ben Affleck <laughs> and maybe other dudes, I don't know. But I was like, oh yeah, that's a, like actually a really interesting question that I would love to hear about. Like, what's that like fucking a guy that yeah, everybody wants to fuck? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but I mean, like, is that intimidating? Like that yeah. you feel like you need right. to be like so hot to but, sleep the, with but it man. was really about how it was for people that have to fuck yeah. you. And then yeah. she was like, but that's totally not me. I was like, oh no, she was saying that about Gwyneth? Is Gwyneth a universal sex symbol? I didn't know that. <laughs> so that was really weird. And I was really interested. I was pulled in for a second. I was like, oh, that's a really honest question that I'm very excited about. But no. But so no, anyway. It was just Elise performing her contractually obligated <laughs> uh, affirmation of Gwyneth Paltrow. No. Uh, uh okay her official title is uh uh chief executive hype officer (laughs) (laughs) um can i can i ask for a break really quick to go to the bathroom sure okay well this is perfect for the two-parter yeah (laughs) we got a two-hour first episode yeah and then we really close it out strong with a 20-minute (laughs) follow-up 